Hold on, I'm just uh, clearing my mouth from the banana. A little bit of ASMR to kick it off. Ew. <laughs> um, but let's go into our theme song. Uh, I don't even remember the episode numbers now, so not even gonna try. Nah, dude, it's important. Well, the the title is important on this one. Actually, I thought about it for two seconds, and I really, I actually know exactly the episode name and title. I give it to me. Hit hit me. Season two, episode seven, title. Okay. Zuko alone. There we go. And that title, it's a per, it's the perfect title for the episode. The mood of this episode is My Chemical Romance. It's <laughs> it's moody. It's, sad a, boy it's a sad boy ep. Um, and Zuko mm. is indeed alone. Dang. Should I just go straight into the... Wait, did, should we intro ourselves? Oh, yeah, yeah. We I gotta give the... Uh, you know, why don't you give the, the series podcast intro? All right, all right. Welcome to Avatar The First Viewing, the podcast where an Avatar newbie watches the show for the first time. With an Avatar expert, someone who's watched it, has watched Avatar, has watched Korra, has watched the movies, everything. Now we both watched the movies at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's only one. But you've also watched like the like the side lore and the, the comics, comics and stuff like yes, that, right? So that's why that's why I, I give you the OG cred, you know, or like the uh, the expert cred. Anyway, mm-hmm. I am Peter, I am the Avatar newbie. I love animation, I love anime. I love content in general, but I just, for some reason, missed out on Avatar. So I'm watching it for the first time with my good old friend. Eli, the Avatar expert. And as just mentioned, I've seen it all. I know the Avatar universe very well. And I'm here guiding Peter through the experience. He's my and Sherpa. lastly, Nikki, doing med school stuff as usual, <laughs> but is a part of this podcast. Yes. Love giving her the shout out. Also, you know, look on the album or look on the look on the cover, the thumbnail. Yeah, that's that's all three of us. That's, that's yeah, that's that's uh, that's her. That's me with the hat on. <laughs> I love that picture, yeah. man. I don't think we've ever like discussed the cover art, but in case you guys don't know us, I'm on the bottom right. Peter's at the top. Oh yeah, yeah. and Nikki's at the bottom left. Yes. So I'm Sokka. Peter's Aang. Nikki is Katara. Yeah. And and Sokka, IRL Sokka is dating IRL. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. IRL me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so we watched uh, – today we watched Zuko Alone. This is a Zuko-only episode. Yep. Uh, it's like I think one of the first episodes that you don't see Aang at all. Yep. Um, or anybody else yep. in the Aang gang. Yep. Just all on Zuko. Uh, goes into his backstory – and what are your overall thoughts, Peter? Great, well-timed episode. I kind of knew it was coming because, you know, we haven't seen Zuko since he went off on his own, split up from Iroh a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. There's a name for these kind of episodes. They're called like container episodes or something where it's like um, there's that really famous Breaking Bad one where it's just Walt in the lab and the oh, fly. Well, that that one I say I think is a filler episode. OK, but that's different. That's But, you, like, but it's a self-contained yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's I feel like there is a phrase for like an episode that's just like man in situation. Yes, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and it was It's like a simple situation yeah, that lasts yeah. the whole time yeah, because yeah. it's about it's it's introspective. Yes, it's yes. looking at the past. Yes. Mm-hmm. And obviously this episode was uh, you know, there there wasn't a B story. The B story was just Zuko's flashbacks, mm-hmm. but it was still just Zuko was arguably the only like non-NPC like main character in this mm-hmm. episode. 
other than maybe the Fire Lord or you know Azula through the fra- flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was great. I think it was a good character study. I think I think it was a good. There's not much. Uh, no, there is some character development on Zuko's side, but it's really more about seeing his roots and his background of like how he grew yeah. up. Um, yeah. and it like explains a lot. Yeah. Great episode. Love, love the drama. Love the, love the character development. Yeah. So let's, why don't we jump right into our, uh, newbie recap. What happened this episode? Yep, yep. Yeah. Newbie recap. I'll tell the, I'll tell the present time and then the B story, the, the flashback separately. So newbie recap. Basically, Zuko is alone. He's stumbling, hungry, and ends up at this, like, barren Earth Kingdom poor village and sees that these rogue National Guard-like soldiers, Earth Kingdom soldiers, are pretty much just bullying everyone in the town and using their power to just cause a ruckus, steal food, boss people around. Zuko kind of gets caught up in this and, like, beats him up and, like, defends, like, a family creates like a bond with the, the the boy small boy child there mm-hmm. but ultimately during the fight when he's fighting them off because they're bullying this kind of like family he starts firebending and he declares that i am prince zuko of the fire nation son of blah mm-hmm. blah blah heir to the throne blah 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 and then everyone kind of like is like turns from like oh our hero standing up to the bullies to like what the fuck get out of here dude like yeah. this is not cool man so he just kind of like wanders off into the sunset with on his like ostrich horse thing. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the episode are flashbacks of when he was like pre-Scar. He was just a kid growing up in the palace. Mm-hmm. He looked to be a little younger than Aang at this yes. point in time. Good, good context. He's a, like a sensitive, kind of frail child, not too talented. Azula's bullying mm-hmm. the shit out of him. And you can see and, – and, Dude, you got to help me out here because there's so much <laughs> – It's there's such a vivid picture to paint here. Well, I mean in terms of story that happens here, we have um, – we learn how Fire Lord Ozai became the Fire Lord because he's the second – he's not the eldest, but he still became the Fire Lord through some treachery. Yeah. Uh, he basically kills his father, Zuko's oh, yeah, grandfather. Yeah. They don't explain it, but Zuko's mother has to run away. Yeah. Yeah, she's gone. Okay, those are the big – yeah, big storylines to hit on. The other one is that Iroh, Uncle Iroh, was at the like battlefront, like the front lines in Bossing Say. During the battle, his son dies, and mm. he he kind of just like retreats. The military centric culture of the Fire Nation that scene is very shameful. Mm-hmm. That scene as him having crumbled or, or cowered once his son died instead of f- yeah. fulfilling his military duty. And then a- another thing I'll mention is that like. The Fire Lord, we do see him proposing that he should get the hierarchy. He should get the throne. Yeah. Even before Iroh's son died. Or, yeah, I, I think I, uh, after this. It was died. after he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, he proposes it. The fire, the his father. Azulon. Azulon, um, who Azula's named after. Azulon's like, are you freaking kidding me? My first, yeah. I'm not going to turn on my firstborn son right after his son died. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. And also, like, the firstborn son thing is, like, very, very sacred in, you know, Asian patriarchal yeah. traditional culture. So it's very – it's, like, pretty much, like, made clear that, like, the Fire Lord killed his father. Yeah. And then, like, made it seem like the father said, like, you know, I want my second yeah. son to have this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
somehow. They don't really explain how uh, because it's it's through Zuko's point of view. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Zuko doesn't know either, and you know what Zuko knows. And if you and this is very uh, classic. Like if you watch like they're called sagok dramas or like K dramas that, that are like time period pieces, mm-hmm. or or like C dramas or J dramas even like in those like medieval Asian times. Like this is this is classic like coup type Game of Thronesy drama. Yeah, and, and the visuals that they made were very similar to that. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's another nod to the to Eastern culture. I, it's, it's weird because I was actually going to say this is far and away the most Western. Like I'm talking not culturally, but like the genre of Western. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so the imagery in this episode. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. Again, I love this show for interweaving the East and the West because the present time, 100%, it's like a Western. American no, Western. No doubt about yeah. it. No doubt about it. The the standoffs, the like yeah. the, the the building facades. Sun. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Riding to the sunset, soft spoken cowboy, like very Mandalorian. Like it's the same. I mean, obviously people now know like this genre because of the Mandalorian. This is like the same plot as like six or seven Mandalorian yep. episodes yep. where he shows up in a town yep. and someone's like, Hey, we like you. We're gonna be helpful to you. Help us out. And at first he's like, No, I don't want to. Yep. But then gets roped into it and is like, yep. Okay, fine. The reluctant I'm hero. Actually, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exact same trope. Going back into other Westerns, um, like this has been well trodden through uh cinema history. Yep. This exact type of story as shows up. They sleeping on the barn in hay. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The goodness of strangers, even though they're kind of cruel, they're kind of a flawed character. Yep. But then they have to save the town as a folk hero. Yep. Uh, this has been done, you know, even before Westerns, this is like a classic story. It's a more mature tone. It's, it, and I think that's important to point out, actually, because uh, there, there were moments of, like, humor in this episode. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. it was always laced with something darker. Like, yeah. one, of the, one of the, like, maybe three jokes... I would say versus like most episodes, I would say I have like probably 30 jokes. Yeah. Let's say like directionally 30 to 50 bits. This yeah. episode maybe had like three or four. And like the one that stands out to me is like in the letter that Iroh writes, he's like, oh, I really hope you guys see Bossing say sometime if I don't burn it down first. Yeah. Like, and then it's like funny, but yeah, because <laughs> that's so out of character. Exactly. Now, and know? he laughs. And then on the Evil. other side. Yeah, he laughs like an evil laugh. Like, yeah. Not like a. Ha, ha, yeah, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha. Not like, like a good hearted belly classic Iroh laugh. It's an evil laugh. Yeah. Like a sinister laugh. But then on the receiving end, the kids also laugh because, like, it's so normalized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's what's. Oh, uh, that's. This is great. This is such a good part of the episode. Yeah. Like, the, it just, but it, the subtext of it. Yes. You know? Yes. I think, honestly, that's probably my. We're, we're sliding right into, like, Probably favorites. favorites. Yeah. We can do favorites and then do predictions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite aspect of the episode is like how vividly they painted Fire Nation culture. Totally. Totally. In writing classes, they talk to you about like show, don't tell. Mm. Masterful show, don't tell. The Avatar, <laughs> the Avatar movie was <laughs> 10 out of 10 tell zero show yeah yeah and even when yeah. they sh- told they told it wrong they called the character ong like this episode was so good like show don't tell for both the fire nation and the earth uh and earth yeah fa- very fair very fair and i think uh one thing that stands out is like how militant obsessed like how militant centric this culture is like mm-hmm. in the funeral uh if you remember like the first thing they declare about 
the Fire Lord to honor him is like the battles he's won. Yeah. And and then mm-hmm. he goes into like his descendants. His family. his family. Like usually that's the most important part. Yeah. Like the people you're survived by and all that. Yep. And then you – know, uh, That came, comes after. Yep. Yep. When the current Fire Lord – what's his name again? Ozai. Ozai. When Ozai is like mm-hmm. – you know, he set up his Zoom meeting. He set up his appointment with the Fire <laughs> Lord. <laughs> no, no, no. He's just at, at the feet of the Fire Lord like presenting yeah. something and like – Hey, look at my kids and how they're progressing. Like the first mm-hmm. thing they say, like recite why this general won this battle. That is mm-hmm. like a sign of like you're doing well and you're studying and learning it's, the battle history. Yeah. Like it's really mm-hmm. fucking interesting. And that that's super cool to see how they paint the paint the world like that. It's very militant culture. Yeah. And on the flip side, you have the Earth Kingdom. You get a sense into what people think of the war. And like what it's like for people, you have these people who are just um, like the Earth Nation soldiers are super corrupt, yeah, um, are just basically in it for themselves and are bullying people, yep. And you get a sense of like how terrible it is, uh, like the human side of it. You show like the families of the the soldiers and everything. I feel like they don't have anywhere near the sense of nationalism because of that. Like yeah. the Fire Nation seems so one minded, one goal, and the Earth Nation is just scattered. Yeah, yeah. And I think they did a good job of capturing a – it's a kid's show and it's like 13 episodes a season. So it's so hard to really vividly paint it. But like they do a good job of touching on these like bigger nuanced topics of like everyone loses during wartime. Can I, this is a more like – I don't want to say somber, but it is more like a there's – a, there's a weight to this episode. Like if you've seen Gladiator, it's got – there's yeah. death undertones of war and loss and death in this episode. Yeah. And like things lost. Uh, innocence lost, mm-hmm. I guess. Like child soldiers. Yeah, 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 exactly. Being captured prisoners and people dying, named characters dying. It's exactly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And uh, so on, a, on to share like a slightly like very like slightly more personal thing that like really stuck out to me. Um, mm-hmm. There's this one scene where the 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 Earth Kingdom soldiers, the Earth Kingdom like National Guard type bully soldiers, yeah. come to this like family like earth kingdom families hut area to pretty much just hassle and like bully them and say like hey i heard your son's infantry battalion like got captured and yeah he's probably dead like hey you guys hear what they do to captured earth kingdom soldiers they put them in fire nation clothes and put them in the front lines without weapons yeah and that is dark uh that's actually literally what happened to my grandfather um, really during the Japanese op- occupation, uh, he was 17 year old, years old. Uh, mm-hmm. they rounded up teenagers, like anyone like older than 16, uh, yeah. men from like 16 to like whatever, like able-bodied and mm-hmm. they put them in Japanese infantry. Like they call them like bullet catchers and they put them in the front lines oh my God. and he, uh, fortunately he survived like that part of like the war, but like he got shot, mm-hmm. I think in the wrist or something during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I vaguely remember him telling me like, he didn't like telling, you know, war stories. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But I vaguely remember him telling me that story when I was a kid. So again, like I love this show for many reasons, but mm-hmm. it's well researched and I'm sure I've missed yeah. so many of the things that they like researched and like brought and pulled into this show. But like things yeah. like that, I mean, I just a lot of respect yeah. goes out to these creators. Totally, uh, yeah. I had no idea. I mean, it's that sounded like something 
based on reality, but that's crazy that like you have that firsthand knowledge. Yeah. You know, it's fucking wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shit. This, that's like the most, the most somber moment of this whole podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to move on. (laughs) I just wanted to share that. And also like, yeah, like I just forget that I have that like very different, like heritage and insight into a different part of world history. So thanks for letting me share it, guys. It means a lot. I think watching that moment too, that's exactly what I'm talking about with like the subtext really hits home where like if you're not paying too much attention to it, it's just like they didn't have to go that hard yeah, on yeah, yeah. the imagery. Yeah. Because that's that's horrifying to think about. Yeah. Um, and it affecting real people, obviously. Super horrifying too. Yeah. Should we move on to predictions? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So – Zuko's mom. Fuck. Yo, that's yeah. a good point. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um, so, okay. So, before, so the, the night before she, like, disappears, she scurries mm-hmm. into Zuko's bed, hugs him and says, Zuko, I, I've, all I've ever done it was for your own good. It's to protect you. So, she knew something was coming and mm-hmm. she fled. Or I, I don't know what happened to her. It's, theoretically, she could be dead. Like, maybe for some reason, like, yeah. the fire nation also, like, got her killed or something but um dude i honestly have no idea it's 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 made clear in the the way they shot it the way they didn't really show ozai's face the way like it's clear that ozai has one directive it's to manifest becoming the best military general overpower lord that the world has ever seen yeah at the cost of family at the cost of lives at the cost of anything Right. Mm-hmm. Young Azula is also feeding off this energy. She's very comfortable talking shit about her mom, her cousin, her uncle. She doesn't talk shit about dad. She, I think she looks up to dad. But yep. the reason I'm saying all this is like Ozai probably does like have feelings. Maybe for, who, who knows? It might have just been mm-hmm. like a political marriage. But he would have not even flinched at getting rid of her or doing something to her if yeah. it meant that there were would be complications with him getting and keeping the throne. So maybe that's why she left or like was banished or something. Probably okay. has something to do with that. She is a foil. She very much, it, it's clear that she cares about Zuko's self-esteem and health and like family and mm-hmm. like is probably like more like the good side of, you know, yeah. all those things. So I think either she is alive somewhere and mm-hmm. will like come back to empower Zuko Mm-hmm. carry out his like wholesome fire nation destiny in okay. some way or she in her death left some type of message or something that will still again enrage and like empower zuko in certain in a, in a certain way to like manifest his destiny of like making fire nation less toxic or something i, I don't know that's so vague so you still think i don't know she, so you think she definitely still has a part to play in his character? Yes. I, I think I do think it's less relevant perhaps that she's alive, more so that she left some sort of like motherly legacy for uh-huh. – Zuko is lost right now. He's not punching from the hip. He's punching – he's hardly punching and he's punching from the wrist, you know? <laughs> like he needs substance. He needs nourishment. Yeah. He needs purpose. Oh, and Iroh knows this. Yeah. He needs to ground in something. And mm. I think – Harry Potter had his mother's love, you know, like mm-hmm. he needs that nourishment. And I think 
the mother will come back in that way. I, I'm not sure if she's alive or not. So where do you see Zuko going the rest of the season then after this? <sighs> or him doing or him char- his character, what's going to happen? I think he's yet to bottom out. I think he's yet to hit rock okay. bottom. Okay. I think I think this is the bubbling, bubbling, bubbling mm-hmm. of like his icky like shit that he needs to confront. But he and what is going to be his bottom? I don't know. I it, he needs to hit bottom and it needs to get a lot uglier. He needs to ugly okay. cry. He needs to face his demons. He needs mm-hmm. to like all the kind of like fear that he had as a kid. He needs to confront that somehow. Um, and maybe it's through fighting Azula again. Maybe it's through. I don't know. I don't know. Like really seeing like pain or loss in some. It's so vague. Okay. How is this going to intersect with Aang? This is hard. This is hard. I actually don't <laughs> think it's going to intersect with Aang until season three. Okay. I think season. Okay. My guess is that season two, Aang mostly is focused on earthbending stuff. Okay. And then towards the end, maybe there's a climactic battle because it's the finale. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe they'll eclipse like right at the finale somehow. Okay. Where. Okay, I'll make a. I'll just go on online and make a prediction. I think by the finale, he will have hit rock rock bottom, and he will, well. How many episodes do we have? Oh, whatever. He will have hit rock bottom. Yeah. And he will be a good boy, and like he okay. will he will be at peace and not conflicted about being a good boy of season two of season two. But but like okay. maybe like towards the second half of the finale of season two. Okay. Like there's gonna be a climactic moment where like Ang's hanging off a cliff and like he he like. <laughs> needs to decide and he like saves Aang or something, you know, something okay. like that. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> Not that Aang would ever be hanging off a cliff because he's an airbender. <laughs> he's an airbender. <laughs> He'll literally never be in that situation. <laughs> yeah. And soon to be an earthbender and just like yeah, yeah. go into the cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then <gasps> I feel like we... Wait, does Aang learn firebending from Zuko? Oh, fuck, duh! Oh. Oh, boy. Wait, wait, wait. Uh. Oh, wait, from Iron Does Man? he? No. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. Oh, that would be so cool. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. That's my new prediction. This is, they, this is, I feel like we're at such a good point in the story to make a ton of predictions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, some sort of battle confrontation happens. Finale, Zuko. How about Azula? Azula can kiss my butt. Okay. Um, Azula is probably the, the bad side of the confrontation in the finale. Like she, like what is she gonna be doing? Like she's the antagonist. She is she is the commander Zhao of the season two finale. Like she she's gonna be ruling the battalion. Her Charlie's angels, like you know, side. Okay, badass. Oh, but we we need to touch on this. Yeah, we found out that this episode that May and Zuko are like at least May is super into Zuko. Oh wait! Oh, those are those girls. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah Cuz you didn't yeah, know who yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. No, I just didn't you make see the connection. Man, it made sense. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. The little uh, trio, Charlie's Angels trio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does that complicate things too because I feel like you know that May likes Zuko. Well, okay. I think in the in the previous episode, wow, we got we got a lot we, we talking about a lot to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> I think in the, so when we first saw those other two, like they weren't necessarily given the the deepest like they they weren't like the th- most three dimensional characters. No, um, because for the episode, they just more served the purpose of like, here's a different fighting style. Here's a different personality yeah. type. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that's too yummy to pass up in like a battle yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Having a thing for a guy, but that like he's like also 
betraying your country. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so I think that conflict will come up and uh, ultimately May will probably side with Zuko. Zuko? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, maybe May is the the Ooh. the queen to be. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Uh but yeah, okay, that's my <laughs> prediction. Season finale, big fight breaks out, Azula at the helm. The sidekick's also there, May and the other one. Zuko isn't really involved. He's a third party, but then makes a decision to declare to the world by, like, siding with Aang, like, wholeheartedly. Okay. Very much, like, guns a-blazing, fighting them. He's put his flag in the ground. Yes, yes. Aang gang. Yes. Um, He's going to join the Aang gang. Yeah, and then season three, he trains Aang. Boom. Okay, I... Cool. I'm keeping that prediction, and we're, we'll see what happens in, yeah. the, in the season finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This huh. is exciting. Yeah. All right. So we've covered a lot. We've talked about the whole future of the season. I, I think this is right about the – is this close to the midpoint of the season? Yeah. Okay, um, okay. Something like I – I can't exactly remember how many episodes there are. So I'm good. It's, it's glad to check in about this. We've already covered what we liked. We've covered what we – our predictions. Yeah. What do we not like about this episode? I got one thing. I got one thing. Okay. And I think I don't like it, but I also think I like it. Ah. <laughs> okay. I just love this show, guys. Okay. So I think it's really dumb that he gave this knife to the kid and told the kid, <laughs> like, read the inscription that says, don't give up without a fight. Yeah. Come on, dude. Like, you you <laughs> had to have known that the kid was going to get himself into more trouble. Yeah. He's a troublemaker already. Yeah. He stole his swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically what happens is like he pulls a knife on these bullies. So the bullies mm-hmm. are like going to harass him more. Like, mm-hmm. duh. Like, I think that was a bit rushed, but like I give a pass. Like it's a short episode. Like you can't do too much. Like I could see Zuko giving him the knife if like he had stayed in the village for like three episodes or something. Or like they yeah. made it seem like he stayed for like a month and yeah. like considered like living that life or something. Mm-hmm. And I think they could have done a better job of, like, him seeing himself in the the kid or something. Or, like, him feeling mm-hmm. some level of, like, deeper guilt around the fact that, like, this knife belongs to an Earth Kingdom soldier or yeah. general or something. I, I don't think that was that developed. And I think it was irresponsible. Uh-huh. But okay. I think what it could also speak to is that he's not fully integrated yet. He's not fully his mature, like, man ground itself yet because mm-hmm. think about what Iro would have done in that situation. What Iro would have done very Sun Tzu, like war of art or art, art of mm-hmm. war. What Iro would have done is he would have played the victim and let the bullies beat up on him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He's done that in the past. Exactly. And he'd be like, Oh, I'm just a poor fool beat up yeah. on me. And then, you know, the egos of the soldier bullies would have been full would have been sa- yeah. satiated and they would have left the family alone for longer, yep. right? So that that's like the that's like a big difference between where yeah. Iroh's at in terms of wisdom and where, where Zuko's at. But I, I, I just – so I get that, but I, I just thought I, – I just didn't really buy it. He can be an idiot sometimes. He, he, he still has his own ego to deal with. Maybe that's the whole yeah. knife thing. It's like this would be really cool if I gave this – kid this knife you idiot you get himself into trouble <laughs> yeah 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 also want to, want to talk about the knife there's that moment that was kind of like the joke moment we oh, said yeah. read the inscription it says made in the earth kingdom <laughs> no <laughs> inscription that was actually kind of funny <laughs> okay that i can i didn't remember that part caught me a little bit by surprise but it also had somewhat of an inference 
I'm not sure if they're trying to say that is that a made lied and got it from a gift shop and <laughs> sent it to <laughs> Zuko. Just like a made in China, like sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty funny. But I mean, probably it's that was just probably just a joke, not related to that. I just thought yeah. that would be a funny alternative. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, dislikes for me. Yeah. What you got? There's a lot I like about this episode. I think it's a really strong episode. It's really strong. It's hard for me to pick it apart because it's pretty tight. I just like all the parts of the characters play. I love Azula in this episode. Yeah, she's like, great. She's a little piece of shit. This episode, we like she's she's so fucking mean yeah. for no reason. You know? Yeah. You really get to dislike her this episode. Yeah. Um, and she's such a schemer. Yeah. You know? She's a little snake. I don't know. Like, where would it come from? I guess it's like it's taken after her father. I guess maybe it's a. Yeah, maybe it's like the uh, patriarchal resentment manifesting. I don't know. She clearly loves her father. And yes, like wants to be him. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is so. This is general critique of firebending, and it happens this episode. Yeah, this starts to happen more and more throughout the series. Oof. Is like eventually, like when they're bending, the way that people react to being hit yeah. by an element starts to become the same. So it's like regardless when of hit the element. By, yeah. So when they're hit by fire, water, earth, or air, they get blown back as if they've been like punched. Yeah. And it's like that. W- if you got hit by fire, you would just burn. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't necessarily. You could. I mean, enough force. You could be theoretically blown back. Yeah. You get, I get it. If you're hit by an earth or air. Yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah. even water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But fire is a gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this happened this episode when he like unleashed his fire. Yep. It hit the guy, and he just is shot back and landed on and on these this debris and he's like i'm defeated but yep. he's not burned yeah yeah and i feel like this is kind of the point in the avatar where they start uh it'd just be a better fight if like if, if they get burned that's kind of gruesome to look yeah. at yeah so they have to just be pushed yeah mm. yeah that is tough man yeah because if it was real you just have like just third be burn, degree it, burn victim, burn it victims be, everywhere uh, it's so dark yeah like in full metal alchemist oh have, um, dude roy mustang Oh who my just burns god! People. Yeah, dude. And they don't get pushed; they just get incinerated. That movie's that that movie got some real moments, man. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. or that that show rather. Sorry. The show, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm also watching that show right Oni-chan. now. Close to the end. Have you seen the Onichan episode? Wait, what? What's that? Which one? The, okay, never mind. Never mind. I think is that in the last season. Oh, okay, yeah. The last season. No, the one where uh, that that mad scientist tries to bring. I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. No, the mads. The mad scientist says, oh, oh, the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pseudo dog. The half daughter yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah okay, yeah. yeah, that's like the first season. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like the you, fifth you definitely episode. Yeah. 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 Like, that's oh, so that dark, really creepy. That's so dark. Really creepy. Anyway, so this, yeah, this show, he, there's so many moments in the show where he is like torturing people with his like fire alchemy. Yeah. Like the humunculus people who yeah, can like, yeah, regenerate yeah, 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 yeah. he would just keep burning them yeah. and they keep regenerating but he just keeps burning them and that is like okay they're actually burning yeah. and you can tell they're like screaming yeah. and this could happen in this show but they don't decide to do that yeah it's you too know. it's too young of a show for that it's too dark but that is what should happen if you're making this into like a HBO like yeah rated M universe thesis the freshman thesis. Yep, yep. There's a big old meatball that this episode threw up in the air and wants you to hit. Zuko's swords. Ah, okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Hit me okay, with it. Hit me so, with it. 
Zuko Ooh, said, I have okay, two okay, swords. Okay, 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 and yeah. the, he's like, you have to think about them as one sword. The two, the swords are two halves of the whole. This is fun. You could, you could come up with 13 different things. Bro, I means. can't believe I missed that. You always hit me. And I'm like, oh, I'm so dumb for not latching onto that. Yeah. And I feel dumb right now because I honestly can't really tell exactly what they're trying to say, but I'm going to say the first thing that comes to my mind, which is the two halves of the whole are Zuko's lineage, his father and his mother. Yep. So he <gasps> has his father and he's like, I'm going to capture the avatar. I'm going to be the fire Lord. I'm going to do this. And his mother, who's like, no, I love you. It's okay. But you have to have both together to be Zuko. Dude, chills. Uh, uh, chills. <laughs> Oh my god, man! Dude, I, yeah. Oh god, I love the show because, like, but I, yeah, go on. I mean, you know, I'm going through my own Zuko journey of like. <laughs> I mean, are we all? Are, are we, we all? all? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. We all we all are going through a hero's journey, but yeah. I'm certainly conflicted and lost and like mm-hmm. trying to figure my life, get my shit together. At, you know, mm-hmm. the millennial mo, the millennial fucking yeah. anthem. But yeah, I think that's probably exactly right. It's like. It's binary in his mind. Like mm-hmm. I either have to live up to my father's standards or I'm a soft boy that yeah. only cares for hurting sheep and like feelings. <laughs> like, no, Stealing you can it. integrate yeah. your your kindness, your empathy, your mm-hmm. integrity and honor and like thing for the greater good, but also do right by the Fire Nation. Yeah. You know, and all those things. Mm-hmm. And it seems like like that's possible for the Fire Nation. Yeah. You know, like they hinted at it. That Fire Nation wasn't always what it was today. Yep. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Yep. And sure. that could happen. That could happen. I'm going to go with a cop out. And my thesis is going to be something, something Fire Nation patriarchy. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me the somethings. Um, it's the patriarchy's fault. If it wasn't for the patriarchy, I don't think Azula would be nearly as resentful and like mm-hmm. need to like toxically prove herself. She's clearly trying to get the throne and like mm-hmm. get love and get identity and self-worth through, although she's like a daughter, although she's a female, mm-hmm. like she can be, be most worthy and most have the highest self-worth if she helps her dad become the Fire Lord and then shows how worthless Zuko is. Yeah. And then she gets to become like the Fire Queen or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it, but as as it comes to as it relates to Azula, but mm-hmm. also just like the general rigidity of patriarchy is interwoven through the all all of like Eastern militant culture. But you know, you see mm-hmm. it in like the fight between Iroh and the Firstborn Son and 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 mm-hmm. um, and Ozai. How like Iroh losing his son was like losing his love and son for him, but like. Yeah. Really, in the co- context of the culture, it was about, oh, your lineage is dead. You're impotent now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that becoming like mm-hmm. a, a political token of like negotiation. Right. Of, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. For Azula. Azula liked that that happened. Yeah. I don't know, man. That, that's just off the top of the dome. But I'm, I'm you sure, you know, there's a lot of things I could point to if I really want to put on the patriarchy's evil hat. Oh, yeah. It's easy to see in the Fire Nation. Yeah. With that, I think I want to – I think we should thank our sponsor. Who's our, Who sponsored this episode, Peter? Yeah, this episode is sponsored by all products made in the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Earth Nation exports. <laughs> get your knives. Get your uh, 
your sheep, your chick pig chickens, and yeah. your cow and sheep pigs. Yeah, sheep pigs, and your and uh, your and your feed, and your animal feed. <laughs> Ostrich <laughs> horse. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Earth Nation, for sponsoring this. And uh, yeah, make sure to get your imports from there. They got a huge variety there. Yeah, dude, the 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 freaking Earth Nation dropshipping side hustles that everyone's been on about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the Fire Nation's biggest interest. It's just purely economic. Yeah. With that, thank you guys again for listening to this episode of Avatar: The First Viewing. Next episode, I think, is called The Chase. Ooh. Something like that. Ooh. We're going back with the Aang gang. We're catching back up with them again. Make sure if you are liking this podcast, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Or just tell someone who likes the show and be like, yo, there's this podcast and there's this dude who's never seen it before. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it. That's yeah. like awesome if you do that. Thank you. Got any words of wisdom, Peter? You have your left sword, you have your right sword, but... Think of them as one sword, and yeah. you'll be much better at chopping down the obstacles in your way, my friends. <laughs>